Welcome to the 4Ms with Molly, a podcast for the busy and working mom. I'm your host, Molly Lupo, nurse practitioner, lifestyle medicine and nutrition coach, and busy mom. The 4Ms is all about macros, mindset, meditation, and movement. Let's dive in. Hey everyone, I am here today doing a little solo episode about black and white thinking. And you may be thinking to yourself, ironically, like what the heck is black and white thinking? So I think this stuff is super important to talk about because so many times and so many women just think like there's something wrong with them and that's why they can't lose weight or what's the latest supplement I can have or... Um, you know, and it's not that those things sometimes don't make a difference. Sure, they they could. But what I really want to dig in today is like the emotional stuff. Like, what are we thinking? What are we feeling? Because if we ignore those things, then we're missing the bigger picture. And the bigger picture when we actually zoom it out has to do with what we tell ourselves, what we believe and how we feel. So, I remember, for example, when I first started kind of unraveling or untangling my journey with emotional eating, I remember one night, like, I don't know, I had eaten more than I wanted to of X, Y, Z. I honestly don't even remember. But I remember walking up the stairs and being like, I did this again. I'm never going to be able to, um, to not binge. I... I'm bad, I'm horrible, you know, and it kind of like is this spiral of just like the inner critic coming out. And when I talk about the inner critic, I mean like the voice inside your head that just starts like eating away at you for like one little thing that you did. And so it eats away and it eats away. And pretty soon you feel like horrible about yourself. You feel like you're just constantly judging yourself. You are um, in this sort of like shame spiral. And I remember um, talking to my therapist about it and she was like, oh, okay. So we've got to sort of like catch and reframe those thoughts for when, for when you start like beating yourself up or for like when something happens, like it's not the end of the world. It's okay. Um, And so all of that stuff goes back to our emotional states and what are we saying to ourselves? So I find that a lot of people who are sort of emotional eaters um, are women who are sort of like attempting to be perfect in all areas of their life. And um, I'm the first to tell you, like, we're not perfect over here. We, you know, we mess up. (laughs) We're saying sorry to each other. We're figuring out and we're navigating life just like everyone else. So it applies to the eating too. Like we aren't going to be perfect 100% of the time. So sort of like knowing and expecting that it's not going to be perfect. So then like, what does that look like? And why do we attempt to sort of be perfect? So I think part of the reason we try to be perfect and we use eating as our tool is because we think if we're just perfect, like if we just do X, Y, and Z, if I just weighed X, um, then everything's going to go away. Everything would, would be perfectly fine. When we know that's not the case, like we know that 
throughout life, no matter how much you weigh, no matter how healthy you eat, no matter how many times you exercise, no matter how many times you meditate, like life is going to throw you curveballs. You know, you could do all the things and still end up with like a chronic disease of some sort. Um, you could do all the things and still feel like your mood um, is depressed or like you're anxious. Um, and so I think it's super important to sort of like shed a light on this and to just like come to like knowing that it doesn't matter what you weigh, what you're doing, like you're going to have these ups and downs of emotions. And so if we know that emotions come and if we know that they peak and if we know that they dissipate, then we know that we can actually get through them because that means no emotion is um, forever. It comes, it goes. Um, But the way that we sort of figure this out and the way that we learn how to tolerate these more difficult emotions, anxieties, um, is we get comfortable with the uncomfortable. So when we start getting that anxious feeling and if that's when we usually eat, we pause and we like ask ourselves, like, what is actually happening? What was happening in the moment before? What was happening four hours before? Like, and just actually pausing before you go do the binge thing and seeing like, where am I feeling this in my body? Like for me, it's usually in my chest is like, just feels tight and I'm unsure. And you know, I can go on and on, but it's identifying and naming that that sort of disempowers how strong that emotion can feel. And it's not that it's going to go away right away, but instead of trying to willpower your way out of it, oh, I'm I'm just going to pretend this isn't going to happen um, or isn't happening, you're actually sort of embracing that it is happening, that I can feel this in my body, that I feel super uncomfortable. And from there, you can actually decide what you want to do about it. And that is where the power of choice comes. So sometimes, you know, you take the pause, you write about what you're thinking, feeling, whatever, where you're feeling it in your body, and maybe you still want to binge. That's up to you, you know, and this is sort of a ebb and flow of, you know, some days are really great days and other days um, we fall flat on our face. It's just, this is part of our human experience. And so... But the quicker we can pick ourselves up, so the quicker, instead of saying, you know what, screw it, I just ate this entire sleeve of Oreos, so now I might as well just keep going with these other (laughs) foods that I found in the pantry closet, whatever. No, actually, you're going to stop. You're going to say, like, it's okay, this happened, and what can I do to get right back on track? Because the truth is, is that if it's just these uncomfortable emotions that are sort of surfacing and then we're using food as a tool to cope with it because it makes us feel good, it gives us that relief feeling, then we're not actually solving the problem. And the only way to solve the emotional eating problem is to show up, to be present with yourself, to ask yourself what you're feeling, to ask yourself what you actually need. It's usually not the food. And to come up with a new sort of course of action like, do you need to go for a walk? Do you need to turn on a playlist and um, do the dishes? Do you need to call a friend? Um, there's so many other things we can do for support. And that's not food because food doesn't actually solve the problem. And I just feel like if more people talked about this piece of it, if more people could help us tune into presence, into ourselves, into slowing down, into recognizing that frenzied feeling that we so often get when we get to this place, um, 
you wouldn't need all my macro suggestions. You wouldn't need like all of your calorie targets. Like, yes, there's a time and place for it. Yes, like good nutrition helps you feel better, helps with anxiety, helps with stress. We know that from the literature. But if that's the only piece we're focusing on, then we're not focusing on perhaps the biggest piece of all. It's like, what are we telling ourselves? What is happening in our bodies? Can I tolerate this emotion? Because if you're only tolerating an emotion from a zero to 10 scale, 10 is the peak of the emotion. If you're only tolerating it to a four, then you never learn what five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 feels like. And if you never learn what five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 feels like, then you never learn that you are stronger and that you can tolerate any emotion that comes at you. So this is one sort of little tip or trick is when you get into these perfectionist mindsets, when you do happen to have a binge, when you start talking to yourself, when you start judging yourself, you know, being that inner critic, um, putting yourself down, the moment you can sort of catch and reframe those thoughts. So even sometimes five minutes of like watching your thoughts, you can just journal free write them. Um, it tunes you into what you're actually thinking and feeling because there's so many times where we're just ignoring sort of (laughs) what's actually going on. Um, And then you can reframe it. So if you're telling yourself how horrible you are that you ate X, Y, and Z, try telling yourself like it happened, acknowledge it. It's not that it didn't happen. And then talk to yourself about, okay, how can I prevent this from happening again? What are tools? What are actionable steps I can take So that the next time this happens, I have a plan in place. So I hope that helps. Um, It's one thing that really helped me when I was going through my journey. I still tell everyone it's not like one day you just wake up and it's all gone. It's still a, it is still a daily journey. It's still a daily commitment to myself. So hope that helps. Um, Shoot me a message on Instagram or shoot me an email. If you have any questions, I love hearing from you all. Thank you so much for listening to the four M's with Molly. If you want to get in touch with me or have a question to be answered on this podcast, please send me a DM on Instagram at unsinkablemollynp. I love hearing from you. My DMs are always open. And as always, if you enjoyed the show, please share it with someone you love and give us a five-star review on iTunes. Disclaimer, any health-related information on this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional legal or medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of a physician or other qualified healthcare provider for any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or before embarking on any lifestyle, nutrition, or wellness program.